I talk about a lot of movies on this show, and chances are you haven't seen all of them. Want an easy way to watch them all and so much more? You should check out Amazon Prime. If you go to my website right now, moviesmorepod.com, linked in the description, and scroll to the bottom of the homepage, you can check out a tab that will take you to start a 30-day free trial of Prime. On top of that, every movie I talk about will have a product link to the rent the movie through Amazon in the episode description. So go watch more movies and do it with Amazon. Thanks for supporting this great service and this show. Hey, and welcome back to G-Money and Trilogy's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright everyone, welcome back to the show, and today we're going to be talking about a movie that I just recently discovered in this spooky season, but I'm so glad that I stumbled upon it. This is Sleepy Hollow, uh, that being the Tim Burton one from 1999, which uh, is a distinction that you really have to make, because there's a surprising amount of versions of this movie, but man, this one is definitely my favorite being that it's the only one that I've seen. But besides that, I think it would still be my favorite because this movie is awesome. This movie is so awesome. I knew I loved it from the second that the the movie started. And the mo- the music kicks in. It's really setting a mood, even over the opening logos. And then you move into the really dark, really moody uh, opening, uh, opening sequence. And then you move into the opening titles. And it's a really, really great credit sequence, and everything has a really strong mood. It's beautifully shot. It looks so awesome. And, uh, wow, this movie just had me immediately. It grabbed me, and it, and it didn't let go. Kept trying to chop from my head, and I, you know, I really got a neck workout in, dodging all those all those sword strikes towards the, towards the face. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is an awesome movie. Holy crap, is this movie well shot. This movie has one of the most atmospheric moody type things that I've ever ever seen in a movie uh, Tim Burton is exceptional at that and he really really was was in his prime around this time he's really doing amazing work here I know a lot of people have a problem with some of the sound stagey aspects of the opening of the movie the part that's set in New York I love that actually I think it has a really cool feel to it it adds like this sort of pulpy uh old-timey kind of quality like I I like that about it honestly I think that it adds to to the tone and uh, besides that it's a really nice looking set like everything looks good in the New York parts and then especially when we move to Sleepy Hollow the actual like town which isn't the actual town Uh, it's they built it like that set is a set they uh, they traveled around they were looking at towns surrounding Sleepy Hollow, the real town, and of course the actual town itself, but they weren't getting the same kind of gothic, like foreboding nature that they were looking for. It just looked, uh, you know, it looked too, too real, it looked too, um, not real, that's not what I meant, uh, like too safe. It looked too appealing, and that wasn't really the vibe they were going for, so they were like, okay, we'll, we'll look in England, which is somewhere that Tim Burton had worked before and had gotten good results, so they they went over to England, and they were trying to find places to, to shoot, whole another round of location scouting, and they just landed on the fact that, listen, we're not going to achieve the effect that we want to by finding a place that already exists. We're going to have to build it ourselves, so that's exactly what they did. They uh, they built a whole town, basically a, a functioning town, 
and wow, is that a really great decision, because it gives them total control over how the town looks and how it... Um, how it feels, the architecture, the the grunge, kind of the lived-in quality to everything. It's really, really astonishing. And uh, from the opening uh, moments, when you first see him arrive and you see him kind of framed within the, the fences and you can see the really weird, you know, fog and the, and the buildings look so dingy and, and so dark in the distance. And then everybody's closing their windows and the, like, the muck and all the stuff that's all around it looks so cool and it's insane to me that it is fake like it you know they were there to shoot and everything but it looks like they they had stumbled upon a, a kind of forgotten place that people had lived at for hundreds of years and then kind of abandoned like it just has such a lived-in quality you can really feel like people have been here for a while and you can feel like a dirt and a grime to it and it's just uh it's palpable it's really really cool and it really is scratching an itch for me which is I have been getting into set design recently, just weirdly. Um, I don't even know what kicked it off. I think it was just I wanted to do a little bit uh, just for fun, just for, for no reason. I wanted to, like, design something. And, like, uh, I don't even know what kicked it off, though. There was something, but I don't know what it was. Um, maybe, oh, it might have been, but I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. But either way. Uh, I was looking at this really cool, like, article of, like, a bunch of the coolest miniatures and sets that you wouldn't even believe were sets, and I was just inspired to to kind of look into more of it, and so I've been going through the past couple of days and, like, uh, like checking out some really cool sets, and so after I was done with this movie, I immediately decided to look up set photos, and they're really astonishing. Obviously, it's not surprising, but they're really really cool to see and it's also cool to see concept art because it looks exactly like it looks in the concept art which is really really awesome like this is all all coalesced really well the set design was a really big part of it and then just how it's shot the the darkness to it and the really consistent tone it looks really really cool everything that in this movie is shot extraordinarily well it has a really really strong mood and i love that about it it's perfect for halloween I also loved how it's lit. That also really adds to it. But more importantly, I think, uh, you know, if you don't have this, you don't have anything, is the music. The music really ties a perfect knot on that bow, man. Oh, my God. Danny Elfman's score. I don't, hear pe I don't hear people talk about this one a lot. I really don't think that this is one of his most, uh, most talked about scores, which I think is insane because, wow, like I said, right from the beginning, right from the... the studio logos the least scary thing in the world uh i mean depending on how you look at it corporate america could be pretty scary from a certain point of view i don't know how you think but um wow man that's awesome the the music is so good it's so like gothic but then kind of actiony in certain moments too it's really exciting it's really mysterious it's it covers all the bases it's really really great Danny Elfman did a really great job, and so did everyone in this movie, honestly. Tim Burton came to play as the director. Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci are, are really doing a great job here, in particular Depp. He's making some really awesome character choices that are clearly not there on the page. Some of his lines, uh, I could tell, were improv, and some of them were just delivered in such a perfect way where I was like, man, if, you know... If he did that any other way, it would have been boring, or if another actor got their hands on it, it just wouldn't have had the same effect, but he really creates a character 
with this performance. He does a really, really great job. I was uh, I was really in awe at his work in this movie. Johnny Depp, uh, you know, whether or not you remember, he was a really great actor for a time. He was on top of the world for a reason because he was always turning in really good performances and he was always doing something really interesting that other actors couldn't think of. Uh, it's kind of sad to see what has become of him and in a way he's kind of become a character of himself and and him and and Tim Burton's work is kind of you know it's kind of worsened as the years have gone on but back back in this era man they were really firing on all cylinders this is really really great stuff and uh and I think that was one of the best things about this movie for me because I don't you know, I think of Johnny Depp, how everybody, I feel like, thinks of him now. So it was cool to return to a time where he was, uh, you know, really cool. And he was making really interesting choices. Like, that's just that's just awesome. So I was excited about that. And uh, production design extends to the costumes, too. And especially a lot of his contraptions um, and his, like, goggles and weird tools. I think that stuff was, uh, was really cool and intricately designed. It also had a really strong sense of place and time, like, you know, a weird sort of steampunk-ish, not steampunk, that's not the right word, but um, like crude mechanisms of stuff that we can sort of recognize from now, but it just hasn't been refined yet. It was all really cool. I loved seeing that. And uh, the horsemen. Damn, man, the horseman is awesome. They shoot that so well. And uh, Christopher Walken, interesting interesting lines. Uh, just a lot of... He's always, uh, he's always doing something like that. But, uh, but in general, it is really cool. And the, the way that the horseman is like always moving like a man possessed and he's really a good a good fighter and everything he does is so smooth and swift and brutal he's such a cool presence he shot so cool his costume is awesome uh the horse is really foreboding like everything's really really cool with him he's just a, a great halloween icon and the scene in the church oh my god dude i was in all at that when he gets the cross and he spikes it through that guy and he drags him out of the church through the window and breaks his neck on the on the fence i was like what who thought of that i i heard that the i don't know exactly who uh i the choreographers you know whatever but you know some of the people involved with the movie were talking about how they didn't want to make the horseman's kills too samey they didn't want it to get to get too repetitive and i think they did an amazing job like they really knocked it out of the park you know there's the standard lobbing off the heads and and uh and taking them with you but then then there's the the sickle where they like rip through that guy and then there's the um there's the cross thing that i just talked about and uh, man it's just really really cool it's really impressive stuff and i uh, I think that one of my favorite things about it was how brutal this movie is. Holy hot damn. This movie is gory and dark as hell. It's not just the visuals. Like, it. it's not just the mood, man. It, it's a lot of these kills and everything. The horseman is remorseless. He'll kill babies. He'll kill kids. And, and you know, he's always carrying the heads around with him, which is a really disturbing image. And, and like, some of the 
the blood violence in this movie is crazy the the dead tree with blood instead of sap is really awesome the heads in the tree was like my jaw actually dropped when i saw that i was like what that is crazy like some of the imagery in this is just so freaking cool and i think that was a big part of why i liked it so much is that it didn't pull punches it was brutal and uh and unforgiving and i kind of respect it for that i think it's really really awesome so yeah i love this movie i i really really thought that it was it was awesome the complaints that i have are kind of nitpicks i think it's very confusing with the bloodlines and the family trees and the blah 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 whatever i think it's a little bit confusing and and too complicated for its own good but i i really think that everything else about this movie is friggin amazing and it just what a time when when all this stuff could go less and make such a really perfect uh really perfect movie this is a really really good i look forward to watching it every halloween now from now on because it was really awesome and great for for this time of year before i get out of here i want to say that i'm grateful for streaming services dude it's insane i know i'm always talking about either the library or like this movie just popped up on netflix so that's why i reviewed it but that's truly amazing, isn't it? That we've evolved to a point where we can just like go on an app and there's like literally any movie that we want to watch. It's just there. That's insane. And I'm really grateful for that. It definitely makes my, I was going to say job. This isn't my job. Um, but uh, it doesn't, definitely makes, or, or maybe it is. Hold on. Maybe it is because you never know if I could possibly be bringing in the Elon Musk type books. Like I referenced on a on a recent episode, only the real ones know uh, know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Definitely makes this whole deal a lot easier, and I love that I don't have to to watch stuff with commercials. That stuff isn't like I only, don't only have to rely on TV. I can just like watch a movie whenever I want to. That's pretty awesome. So yeah, grateful for that. That's pretty crazy. All right. Uh, if you like this episode and want to show it some love, please consider leaving the show a five-star rating and review. Or, yeah, 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 whatever. It's that's a little off script, but whatever. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. You can do it right in app, whatever podcast player that you choose to. And while you're there, consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. And if uh, if you want to help get the word out about the show, another great way you can do that is by telling a friend. If there's someone in your life who you think would would like the show as well, please send them my way. I would love to have them. If you want links to contact me, as well as uh, updates on whatever the most recent episode is, links to every possible place you can listen to this podcast, and links to my Amazon affiliate program, you can do that at moviesandmorepod.com. That's a great landing page for everything I do here, so thank you if you've done all that, and thank you in advance if you're going to. But uh, most importantly, thank you as always for listening. I will catch you in the next one, but until then, watch your head. Peace.